Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's time for this week's Wrestling Perspective podcast, the safest podcast on earth. We will give you the wrestler handshake at the end. It's all great and good. Uh, a still you're back. Oh, that is the worst handshake, by the way, of all time. I was gonna say, we're, we're not doing wrestler handshakes like that's oh, hey, brother, like that's just silly. I remember the first time I was with Petey Williams backstage at an impact show, and he's introducing me to people. I'm shaking hands, and I go up to one of the wrestlers, he's like, Oh, Petey's buddy shakes my hand, and it's like a wet noodle. I'm like, The hell are you doing? <laughs> and sure, like. And I went in for the real, like, mm, I'm going to try to show you that right. I'm not some weak, nerdy guy that just plays video. And yeah. And Pete's like, you don't do that back here, man. We do the wrestler handshake. I'm like, and that's the first time I ever heard of it. Ky- Kylie Ray, by the way, is here. Uh, Kylie, how many oh, hey. handshakes have you given? <laughs> After the wrestler handshake that you think it's nice Thank you yes. for having me on, too. Very excited to be here. <laughs> Yeah, when Ace said that he became friends with you and asked you on the podcast, I was excited because I'm someone that I was a fan of yours from afar. I, I've never had the pleasure of meeting you. I think I've seen one or two of your indie matches in my uh, long, illustrious fan-watching career. <laughs> um, but I I begged him. I'm like, make this happen. So thank you so much for being here. And Ace, thank you for being friends with her. <laughs> I, we're we're friends for two weeks. Like I'm excited to meet her too. Like I, I'm a fan. I watch. I'm a fan. Is it like you know? I don't know her, and I know we know a lot of the same people. A lot mm-hmm. of the same people. I would ask, oh, how about this girl? And they're like, oh, she's she's really cool, really nice person. But I'm also interested when I saw her in ring work, and footwork, and you name it. Like you, a worker knows a good worker when they see it, and you know. I can tell you that I go out of my way when I see a match with her, especially a couple of weeks ago, like on the main event, like people that I train at NXT, when I see that they're coming up or they get a shot at main event, I'll definitely go search them out and see how they did, you know, cause I'll still get, keep in contact with some of them or just send them a message. Hey, great job. And then I saw that you got a chance to work and I was like, 
well, that's a great freaking opportunity. And I thought you did phenomenal, you know, especially I felt like you turned, like you had the, the gimmick and then you were heel. And I was like, yes, <laughs> that's the shit. But uh, no, I, I, I got to say, just, just a fan of your work without getting to know you. I'm glad you're, the persona is, you know, follows, you know, your, your, your wrestling persona follows your personality, you know, and that's great. It was so nice to meet you. And thank you so much for doing this. Oh my gosh, no, thank you. And yeah, you're right, especially like um, like from day one of training too, like I would always hear, hey, steal, I steal. And I'm like, I wanna like, I wanna meet him, I wanna learn from him. And then um, I think you even came um, to do a seminar uh, a couple of years ago, I think last September or the September before, and we happened to be out of town and I was like so upset because- um, Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, because Rob, um, Robert Anthony, he was uh, another mutual friend uh -huh. of ours. He's like, go to this. I was like, I want to go. But I would always hear um, so much about you and just a huge fan. And I just, um, I'm very oh, grateful. Thank you very much. A pleasure to uh, meet. So <laughs> very grateful. Wait, and the main event. Well, thank you. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, you go. I was going to say, no, you're good. Heard about me. Yeah. It's my turn now. Now you got to make stuff up like you know who I am. And uh, you know what, Dennis? I'm just ever ever since being from St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> ever since we met, you're an okay guy. <laughs> you're great. Yeah. You go a long uh, way back, like right. nine minutes. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm very yeah, very grateful <laughs> to be here. Very happy. Uh, the character, it's like I swear, it's pure nerves, and it just comes out as like just smiling, even if like. It would almost get me in trouble growing up because I would smile too much when people were yelling at me. But it's like, <laughs> I'm, all sure. I'm like, they're like, are you not taking this seriously? I was like, I promise I am. Sorry, I'm just uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it worked um, in the ring. So that I went with it. I'm still trying to learn how to like turn the heel switch on with it. But um, yeah, it's definitely a work in progress and something that I've enjoyed because I, I want to be a bad guy. <laughs> Is, is it is that something you had to kind of be talked into like a heel? Because when I I know happy-go-lucky you, and we all know your story about how it's almost like a duck where on top of the water it's calm and underneath you see the legs flipping around and you you, you never quite know. But out there in the ring, you, you have this amazing smile. It makes me happy just watching you just skip down to the ring. So for this heel turn, is there like – you had to be, yeah, I guess you had to be talked into it. Was there like a worry of, all right, the fans may not accept this? Um, that's a good question. I would say, um, I mean, like point blank, of course, it, it seems very baby face and it was easier for me to start out as baby face, but then I got in such like a comfort zone where I didn't necessarily know how to be healed. And I felt horrible, like going to shows and, um, you know, if for a certain match, you know, you almost get in positions where you're required to be a heel. And then I'm like, <laughs> I'm worse than being like, sorry, I can't do it. <laughs> so like, it was something I really wanted to learn. <laughs> right. It was like, I really wanted to learn how to do it, especially without having to like change my entire character. Um, so that's where the work in progress and, um, and of course, there's going to be fans that don't accept it or just, you know, people in general. Um, but that's just with anything. Um, and that's okay. Like everyone's entitled to their opinion too. And I think some of like the 
the negative feedback also helps me learn like what I can improve on. Um, so I still am learning to do it, but I, I feel more comfortable. I'm not comfortable in the ring as like ever, but if I'm going to feel comfortable, it, it's me as a baby face. Um, but I still, I still want to learn heel just to be able to like, for example, in the position for main event, um, it was against Dana Brooke and she's, she was baby face for, you know, the longest and obviously still is, but it was a position where, um, they're like, oh, you know, I, like I was coming in and I'm kind of a baby face. They're like, can you do heel? And I was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Even though I wasn't going to be confident, confident with it, but I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> so like being in a position like that, um, yeah, I, I just, and moving forward too, I just want to learn how to do that because, um, I don't want to be like, sorry, I could only do baby face. Um, sure. so yeah, and it was, yeah, she was, it was awesome. <laughs> I would say that uh, Teddy Biasi said this famously, and I can tell you 100%, I didn't know who I was half the time I wrestled. Like, things would morph and change with me as I, as I wrestled. I'd adopt different styles and figure out where I wanted to go. Teddy Biasi once said, if you're, a, if you're a good enough heel, you should know what the baby face does and vice versa, and you should be able, be able to adapt. The hardest part for me is I am a 100% heel. I am just mean. I want to beat people up I want someone to be I want a little kid to be scared of me but what I never realized and it took forever to realize was that uh, if I wrestled the same style as a baby face eventually they're just going to buy into you and that's like the stone cold aspect or if you go back to what my childhood the road warriors the road warriors they never changed their style and people just love them for you know they never really except for raking the eyes or you know it, that's pretty much the only thing you're doing an underhanded tactic and craft your match to that they wrestled the same way. So I, I do see it, the psychology of, if you're able to do this, you should be able to do this. I am a terrible baby face. If someone says you're the baby face today, I'm like, well, it's over. Like, I, I feel like I have to try to do something instead of it should be there, you know? So yeah. it's, it's hard for me to go, yeah, come on, you know, <laughs> hit a big punch. I can, ex I can explain it better than I can, you know, do it, exemplify it in the ring. So Right. I, I sympathize with you in figuring out, like, you know, it's not that easy. And for me, I'm looking at you like, I could give you some tips and, you know, you can, you can, I thought you did great flipping the switch because I watched the match and I was watching it with my wife and she's, she used to wrestle mm -hmm. and I'm like, Ooh, interesting baby, baby, because baby, baby can be very difficult. And then you were the aggressor and you changed. And I went, aha, there you go. Good job. So right. excellent. Um, I did want to ask you, since you grew up, you grew up in Chicago or Chicagoland area? Yes, suburbs, but I, I live in Chicago now, so I get away with saying it. <laughs> but well, yeah, like, so did a famous student of mine. He, yeah, he's from Chicago, but he's, you know, <laughs> Joliet area. We won't right, hold right, that against right. anyone. Right, Oak Forest, um, so Finley Park, South Suburbs, yes, yeah. Oh, okay, so not far from Chicago Ridge, where we used to run, uh, Ring of Honor used to run mm -hmm. there. Yes. At that I can't think of the name of the building, but we were in Chicago Ridge so many times. Yes. Um, so I wanted to know, like growing up, what drew you to this? Uh, I have a feeling probably the type of wrestling I'm sure you gravitated towards, but I'm curious about like your inspirations as you grew up. Again, softball questions, but I want to know this stuff. Like <laughs> I could have researched the internet, but I'd rather hear it from you. Right, right, right. Um, no, 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 I, I appreciate that too. And it's... um. 
I would say growing up, I was very much like a product of the system with like WWE. Um, like I didn't even know what the independents were, um, which is funny because there were uh, like carnivals around town that would have, um, you know, like independent wrestling, but I, I didn't make a connection that that was the same thing as WWE. Um, so like I knew of it, but not necessarily what it was. Um, so my older siblings, there's four of us. So two older than me, um, and they would always watch. So it was kind of just like family hour, I guess. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So that was fun. So basically like my family. And then I, I don't know why I always like gravitated towards like Shawn Michaels for some reason. Cause like, okay. They really much painted like the underdog story. And I love a good understory or underdog story, not just in wrestling, but like in life. Um, of so course. yeah, it's, so that was mainly like my driving force of like, uh loving wrestling but as far as like actually pulling the trigger with training I did not think it was even possible uh until probably I think out of high school I had told my mom I want to start training for wrestling because I had two friends that started uh I don't know if you're familiar with Vanguard wrestling it's like I mean let's be honest everything around this area comes from windy city so like i like to think of it as like a tree and like the root is like <laughs> windy city and then there's a bunch of like branches um and like sure, sure. <laughs> one of those uh okay. branches right so they they started training at vanguard um and i was like i want to go train with that my mom, my mom was like absolutely not you're going to college <laughs> so which hindsight 2020 i thank her very much for for that um mm -hmm. But then three years into college, I still like held on to this dream of wanting to wrestle. Um, and it's so <laughs> sorry, I'm not like totally marked out, but it wasn't until like the whole CM Punk pipe bomb where I was like, I want to do this. <laughs> and I was okay. not going to say that, but that was like the trigger. No, please do. <laughs> sorry. I, cause I was going to school at Eastern Illinois, which is like two and a half hours south of Chicago. So I literally transferred back up to the Chicagoland area, um, like Romeoville area to Lewis. Okay, sure. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, so I transferred there the next semester and I started training uh, with, I, if you're familiar with Bryce Benjamin, uh, he- I am. Yes. So I started training with him uh in August of 2013 so yeah and then it was just not smooth sailing but the ball was rolling from there sure you all have to start somewhere so it's funny you talk about the tree of Chicago mm -hmm. so I started at Windy City Wrestling and when I moved away and came back and we started the wrestling school the Steel Domain um it was very self-serving so we had to bring the training because we knew we wanted to do more and of course, you know, the students we've had come, come through there, Coke Manasseh and Punk, but Eric Priest, who trained Bryce Benjamin, and then he trains you. So there's your family tree of how it sprinkles down. Yes. And Bryce Benjamin actually had told me that. Like, I actually, I remember the name, but I, I had no idea where he had started or, or whoever. And he brought that up to me and I went, oh, wow, that's so crazy. I mean, think of how many years ago that was. I mean, 
we closed the steel domain. I'm going to be wrong here because I kind of forget. It was good. By the time it closed, we had just kind of moved on with our careers. And the fact that the school just dissipated was like everyone else was working places and doing things. And we just, okay, well, building closed, we're done. Um, we got what we needed out of it, you know, instead of like, let's make this business last forever. You know, our business was getting in the business. So that's so interesting that that's, that's where you started and it spawned off of something that, you know, it just, you know, trickles down. So that's awesome. Very grateful too, because, um, I hear stories about, <laughs> and I don't know if, if you personally experienced it throughout your training, but, um, you know, Bryce is very much pushed that, um, you know, I'm not going to take advantage of y'all because like, that's not how I was trained. Um, and then I would hear stories about, you know, some people coming from other schools in the area. And I was like, oh, I wouldn't have lasted there. So oh, I mean, sure. that, right. It was, it was still challenging, of course, but I, I didn't feel like, you know, he was just taking our money, which I've, again, obviously I haven't experienced steel domain, but I've heard so many stories and especially from like people coming there that it was a place that like, y'all cared so much about like the product that was mm -hmm. put out like the training that it wasn't just like a money grab or like and I and I I get of course how it could turn into something like that um for some schools but um yeah I'm very grateful for that root of the tree of y'all <laughs> because um Bryce very much took our time with us and I think did, well, that, that's uh, you had Kevin Quinn as well with y'all right Kevin Quinn Yes, oddly enough, you're going to laugh at this. Um, in Chicago at Dynamite, I got a picture sent to me from Punk. It was him and Kevin. And I just was like, ah, yep, Kevin Quinn was there. And, I, and he was one of the original guys that when we opened the domain, he was still around and kind of active. Yeah. So he started training with us a bit because he was in the city. And you're going to laugh at this. I was Kevin Quinn's first match at Windy City Wrestling. Mm -hmm. I helped train him when he broke in and I was his, I, I very much think I was his very first match. He would probably remember better. That's been yeah. too long ago, but, oh, I, was, but I believe I was his first match. So yeah. what a wacky family tree we have. Yeah. yeah. So you were, so you trained with Kevin Quinn. Something yeah, well? so he would come in and, and he was one who was very selective with the, the people he would invite to like, he would okay. only do, uh, you know, once a week or once every other week. Um, cause you know, he obviously have his family and other um, points in his life. He's living a different lifestyle. So um, he, from my understanding, he wasn't just going to train anyone who, you know, didn't take it seriously from like his perspective. So you almost had, to, it was like mm -hmm. an invite only type of class. Um, Understood. Yeah, it's very nerve wracking too. And very, very <laughs> intense as far as like the conditioning, but so... Sure it and like he's a t if if you care he, he will take your time he will take his time with you and yeah he's he's helped me tremendously i can't thank him enough for everything he's done that's awesome to hear like that's a common thread as a coach like i've had terrible coaches I'm not going to name names but i've had people just berate me and like man i've already been doing this a while and people just they're just awful to you but then i have a coach like a dr tom pritchard who was my coach for a short bit of time and he had already seen me work and knew I was out there in the world, but he didn't treat me like an idiot. He knew I was there to learn. Right. And the difference between the positive approach versus, you know, I'm still stern when I coach, I know what I want. And I say, you know, I lay it on the line. This is what I want, but 
I don't use negative words so much. Like I've had people say, Oh, I just suck. I'm terrible. And on and on and on. I'm like, you'll never hear me say those words. Um, but you have things to work on and you need to, you know, X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. But I never found it. I never found it like the right path was to be just an iron fist and enforce and scream at people and just be like, I think they get the idea if I'm disappointed in something or, you know, as wrestlers, we are so critical of our own work. You know, it's, it's a, it could be a steep cliff right away. If like, you know, you have a bad match. I've seen people cry and I'm like, Hey, it's just a wrestling match. No, 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 no. I'm like, I'm going to get fired or something along those lines. I'm like, it is a wrestling match. Are you okay? Did you get hurt? No. Great. You can go out and do it again. It's fine. You know, that's all it is, is a wrestling match. But we hang our hat on that because you think everything's there, like tryouts, things like that, you know, like things happen for a reason. I'm not super spiritual or religious. I just, I just think things happen for a reason. But in, in coaching people, like you've got to be positive. You've got to be positive, especially when you're dealing with with young folks that are, and I was young, you know, if, if people had taught me, I started, I was 160 pounds. I was laughed out of everywhere when I was in high school. Sure, you're going to do it. Oh, I'm going to show you I'm going to do it. And when I made this, you know, as far as I've gotten and gotten to do things, people are like, wow, you really said you were going to do this. And we all kind of laugh at you. I'm like, I know. So that just fueled the fire. But nobody told me when I started training that I sucked, I was too small, I was this, I was that. Like, so I still have that. I talk about improving yourself. Everyone should do that. But also, like, again, there's no harm in being positive. You know, the negative is just like, you just don't need it. So I'm very happy to hear that. No, of course. And then you help pave the way for people, you know, like me, or even like, I, I know Isaiah, we get that a lot, um, being smaller or anybody else who like might get written off that like you help pave the way for like us to be like, okay, well, he did it. That means that means there's hope for me. There's light that like, okay, we can do this too. Um, so like, that's, I don't know if you're aware of that, but I also wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> that, like, I um, really wasn't indebted. I didn't set this up to be. Sure. <laughs> Welcome to the <laughs> Ace Still Appreciation <laughs> Podcast. What was that? The Ace Still Appreciation Podcast. <laughs> right, right. If our streamers, I'll put these away. <laughs> We're going to have fireworks here in a few. Some dancing ladies will come out. You know, the whole, yeah, they, they have a whole camera they're setting up now for that whole thing. And like, when you start seeing me do the countdown, that's when the screen pops up. It's like, hey, still, like lights <laughs> pop up and dance and show girl. Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Before we get to in the week, I do want to kind of circle back a half second and ask you, you're you're talking about heel turns and all this stuff. Who's teaching you how to be a heel? Because I find when we talk to wrestlers, the person that teaches them psychology is not the same person that teaches them in-ring work. Yes, that's – yeah, that's very true. And almost like um, – at least for me personally, everyone has different experiences, but it's almost been like – the entire path like learning from everyone so not just like one person um because I mean similar to how he said he's got multiple trainers I have multiple trainers as well where it was you know I started with Bryce and then I moved on to Texas and I went to reality of wrestling but even when I was there I would go to different schools around to start training and learning from other people down there then I moved back up here um 
and trained with different people around here. And I, I try to like, obviously not as much now because I'm um, like five and a half months pregnant. So I'm not able to train as much, but I was very big. on like, oh, if I'm going on vacation, let me take my stuff. So that way I could train with other people. So um, yeah, it was, to answer your question, I don't think it's just been one person. Um, but as far as recent with learning how to be healed, uh, a lot of people that I have matches with, I'll try to talk to them either after or before. Um, although I, I don't know what it is nowadays where some people get like, at least what I've experienced, I don't know if they're just not comfortable giving like legitimate feedback. So having somebody that like you trust um, and they trust you that you're going to actually listen to what they have to say and um, not just either write it off or want to hear a bunch of compliments, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, oh, it does, it does to me. I could imagine. Because <laughs> um, like, I... I want the hurt my feelings type of feedback <laughs> where it's like, please don't sugarcoat it. Just tell me what I need to work on. What, well, you know, what, of, of course, wrestling is subjective. So I'm always like, what would you have done differently? What would you have done better type of thing? So um, as of recent, I go to Isaiah a lot, um, but obviously I'm with him. So my, the time that I'm with him, I'm able to ask and like learn from him. Um, I learned from GPA a lot, who's with freelance. Rob, I would learn from a lot. And then somebody that uh, I feel like I really learned from was uh, Ethan Page. Uh, I wrestled him a lot, you know, two years ago. And he would really sit down and like, discuss what could have been differently or what you can do moving forward to really progress. So um, it's it's really just a lot of stuff along the way. There's also another person, um, Gino Medina. He wrestled uh, from Reality of Wrestling. I think he's in Florida now, but he would he would be very honest and just be like, "This it just didn't make any sense." <laughs> so, but that's the stuff I want to hear. Where it's like, um, sure. I almost was so nitpicky that I remember telling somebody, I was like, "I want every single movement." in the ring to have a purpose like on my end and I remember somebody sure. saying that's a little too much and I'm like but is it like can I get can, like is that something that I could strive for to have like every like literal movement whether it's a step whether it's a facial something um I want to perfect um and then like I'll watch Eddie Guerrero a lot <laughs> for some reason <laughs> Look at my shirt. There it is. Yeah. So I, did, I promise I didn't even know that. Um, oh, he, yeah. Well, it's just the way I'm set up. <laughs> so, like, so good. Baby face, heel, character, you know, uh, his movement, footwork, everything. Like, it was just, and that's, I feel like it's really hard to come by is like almost having strength in everything you do. Because um, obviously, weaknesses are going to come, but. Does that kind of answer your question? I could go down the list, but like, <laughs> there's so many people. <laughs> I try to learn from everyone, and that's like the most generic answer. <laughs> I, I'm okay with that. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> that was a great answer. I mean, exactly what you say, though. I mean, no wasted movement. So whether or not I know where I'm going, I make it look like I have purpose. And that's the art. You know, even if I don't know where I'm going, like I speak about, I spoke about this last week when I was at freelance and I'm down at hybrid right now doing kind of more an extensive, like I've gotten to train each night with the students. Um, they'll have a show tonight and then I will do a workshop tomorrow based upon the show. So that way I see what they've done and I can take actively what you did, what I think you could help change that. Um, but no wasted motion, putting over things that happened. If you are constantly, if you are blowing past what you've already done and going to the next spot sequence, whatever you want to call it, but you forsake taking a, a turnbuckle and, you know, your back hurts, you know, you've got a second to let that register because the crowd has to digest what you're doing. But they also digest, as you said, Eddie, he's a lot different wrestler in the SmackDown era, which to be honest with you, I don't remember if I said this last week, but it's an era I didn't watch because I was wrestling at the time. It's not that I didn't, it was too good to watch Eddie Guerrero. It's just, I didn't sit and watch wrestling every night of the week, that wrestling. I was doing things and doing other things where if I heard about a great match, I would go watch it. But I, I didn't see the genius I'm catching up now to, again, my wife was a wrestler. So we are about 10 years apart. And she's like, you don't remember this? I'm like, I'm telling you, I just didn't watch WWE TV at the time. But to watch what he does, the type of wrestler he is, they're um, much the same with Fit Finley. If you watch him in WCW days or any of his European stuff, when he was in WWE, WWF, you know, when they, like the second phase of his career, such a smarter wrestler and different, took time, let the people digest what's happening. And I don't think it's far-fetched to say that you can move with purpose with everything. Whether you're not, you know where you're going. Um, like the, the it, well, it's the art of making them think you know it's just like an actor like when Al Pacino walks in the room and he shakes his wrist and he's just walking around like you're thinking what the hell is he you know he's just performing and then he spits his lines out you know I feel it's much the same it's akin to what we do mm -hmm. I think we lost her for a second she's frozen I'm gonna I'm gonna she's frozen Oops, I lost this what did I do Ah, oh, she froze. I was tight. I was gonna laugh and send her the screenshot. It's pretty funny. She uh, talked about having some internet issues, so she was gonna uh, going to do a hotspot. She told mm -hmm. me that yesterday, so she'll be back. Yeah, she may need to log off. And yep, here she comes. There she is. There we go. Sorry, it's all right. We're re we're recording, so it's okay. Hot spotting from my phone. So sorry. I was just telling him, like she said, you were gonna hotspot, so. <laughs> All right. But well, I please can continue with that thought if that's okay. <laughs> um, what did I leave off? What did you every last year? I was just I, I just went every move every movement, it just looks like you're going somewhere. So to me, it's not far-fetched to say that I got to move you move with purpose. You yeah. move with purpose. I was teaching stripes yesterday and it was simply lock up, knee to the gut, but I stopped. I looked around. Then I forearmed somebody and I looked around. Then it was head to the buckle. Everyone digests what I'm doing. And uh, I'll, I'll, spare, I'll spare the swearing, but every time, no, screw it. When I hit somebody and I look around, I have no better way to explain this except I did some shit. Bam. See what I did? Bam. I did something. I move. Whether I don't know where I'm going, I'm thinking, again, been doing this a little bit, but after I knee someone in the gut, 
I look around and I'm thinking, what's next? What's going to work? You know, and then we move on. But I try to move with purpose and that's taking your time. And I had every student do that and they all did great. I said that cadence and that the the rhythm I'm I, you're do, doing for me, you don't need to speed that up because again, that crowd needs to digest what you're doing, no matter what it is. So you can do that and then run your high spot and then settle down, you know, and, and figure out what you're going to do next, but walking across the ring, minimizing your steps, you know, that's all part, that's all a part of experience, which obviously you've moved on to that, which is great to, that's really getting into the psychology aspect, you know, that's awesome. No, that, thank you. That even just like the specific, the specifics of like the need of the gut and then like look around. Cause I think even, um, when you were up here last was it last week already? My days are blending together. Well, two, <laughs> a week and a half ago. Um, I think yeah. you had uh, mentioned about um, the crowd digesting or like registering it. And I, please correct me with how I'm saying this, but essentially the way I interpret it was like a, a young kid should be able to like understand what you're doing. So going slower, um, for essentially as if you're wrestling in front of kids so that way everyone can comprehend um and that's something that really helps and also connect with me because I in real life I really am a slow learner so to be able to like <laughs> so, so I'm right there with those kids needing it to be slower to like really digest it and I feel like um to get emotionally invested in the match, it helps me personally when there's certain moments that are slower, because then I could see like, or at least feel like what's going on, if that makes any sense, which I'm sure you're you, you <laughs> Oh no, you interpret it perfectly. That's, I mean, my, my line was a five-year-old kid and kids are smart. I don't have kids, but they're a you know, five-year-old kid they're very smart, they're very intuitive, and they, they read the room very well. You know, they're very observ observant. And if you can lead them along your journey, they can understand who's the good guy, who's the bad guy, or there's two good guys and they get along, but something's going sideways. If you can tell that to them and the rest of your work is tight, so not only will the kids be invested, but the rest of the room, the rest of the crowd will be invested. I mean, you know, we have wrestling fans nowadays that, that are look like, that that look strictly at how the moves are done, and you know, we're a world of gifts. You know, we're just memes. Of like, oh, and that's all you see, and they're like, that person's awesome. Well, they hit one move. Like, how does the rest of it piece together? Um, but no, that's exactly what what the point you you got to you you took it exactly the way I was delivering it. Sometimes my message doesn't get out there. Like, I also look around and go, did I explain that right? There might just jibber jabber. Um, but also. I learn like you, like I learn by doing, you can tell me this all day long. And I'm like, until I do it and go, aha, that's what, you know, what they meant or what so-and-so meant. Or I have, a, um, my story is that years ago when I was wrestling for Harley and another Ted DiBiase reference, um, he critiqued a match of mine. And I'll mind you, I was so into going to Japan and I was pretty jacked up a lot more muscly and the guy I wrestled wasn't, he just was a newcomer. I liked the kid, but I didn't make the match look like that kid could have won. So when Ted DiBiase came back to talk to me and he happened to be an agent at the time, or, or you know, a producer, he was giving me advice on, and that's exactly what he said. I listened, but I didn't hear. Okay. 
So I listened to everything he had to say. And I was like, and then I basically walked away, the arrogant kid going, I don't want to wrestle in WWF. Like, so thanks a lot, Teddy Biasi, in my head. Like, otherwise, you know, it, to him face to face, I'm like, thank you, sir. Appreciate everything. Years later, I'm sitting there, I'm like, you moron. But like, Ted DiBiase has wrestled everywhere in the world, including Japan, where you are wrestling now. Psychology, even at its basis, and then expanding. This guy knows it. He's wrestled with everybody, the greats that I love, yada, yada, yada. Like, in, and then it finally registered years later. But again, learn by doing, like, like, oh, that's what he meant. Like, I started reflecting. I'm like, such a fool. I told him the story again at the PC years later. And he he remembered me, but didn't remember that. But he said, well, then you have a lesson to teach these kids. I'm like, I do, because I tell this story about what an idiot I was, you know. So, no, great to hear. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad that resonated, because that's exactly what, if you can tell in telling a story, if you lead them along, if you lead this crowd, if the little kid could figure it out, if it's too... If it's too contrived and confusing, sure, we have those crowds that are into that. And I was guilty of that, too. Yeah. Like, they just want high pace, just, you know, fireworks match, bang, 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 bang. But uh, I think I even brought up, well, I was there before Collision happened. And a great match that happened that I'm still so, like, I need to go back and watch it again was Andrade and, and Buddy Matthews. And they had such a competitive physical. Oh, I know you were there. The shoulder, his knee. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? Like, oh, this is great. And they, you know, they created that. And then just everything into the finish. I was like, that was amazing. They, they worked everybody, you know, they, it was, it was, I hate saying too much about a performance, but we, we know what it is. You don't pull back the curtain. Yeah. But again, another one of my points, you can suspend disbelief. It can right. be done. So. Right. And so, um, such a, like, a, a basic, like, hindsight, such a basic story of, like, okay, and you, you did discuss that, too, last week of, like, just, work like, working a body part, there's your story, like, that's an example of a story, um, which, again, something that I struggled with, especially, like, moving forward and still now to this day is, like, okay, what's our story, and I have a horrible habit of, like, <laughs> blending stories trying to like add too many oh, stories sure. in one <laughs> like, yeah oh yeah so it's so hard to be like it's just it's the, it could be this simple stop trying to overcomplicate. but instead like I'm just thinking of one specific time I wrestled um this girl from Texas who, a great friend of mine Hyun she's she just it just was so funny because we were trying to like um have our stories like collaboratively in a match when mm -hmm. looking back we should have just picked one and ran with it right. like I I was very much like oh you get up on me you get up on me and then that causes me to be the aggressor and the story that she was trying to do was like tit for tat evenly but then I'm like oh. still turning and being the aggressor when it's like, but we're even <laughs> And of course, like when hindsight's 2020, you watch it back and you're like, okay, that probably could have done been done a lot better. But it's to go back to the Buddy and Andrade match, like it was just so um beautifully done that like mm -hmm. I think there was even like a uh they were on the top rope and you know, Buddy flipped over to try to go for the power bomb, but his knee gave out um yep. and it was so little so little and I'm like oh my gosh like I love um 
like Lucha and the high spots and all the fast paced stuff. Um, sure. And I love watching it. And I feel like um, I've, I've heard a lot about how, how you were discussing in your past. Um, I don't want to go to WWE. So like, that's not for me kind of thing. And I feel like, especially with ring of honor at that point in time, it was so, um, so fast paced. Some of the stuff that like, I had such like an infatuation for it that you can like appreciate that style, but you can also like looking, looking back now, I'm like, Oh, you can like blend styles too and like make it mean something so um yeah now I'm just rambling but I'm saying I I love <laughs> I love all wrestling to be honest if I'm especially like when it's done well um exactly. yeah it's just what I was getting at I don't know if this is okay to say or not but um we'll find out <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um a lot of so we did we went to AEW Collision and we went to uh Dynamite and Rampage. They were here uh I think last November, I want to say. Um late last year, we'll say. Um and a lot of times WWE like we go to a lot of live wrestling is the moral story. But what I'm getting at is I noticed that like a lot of my favorite matches to watch in AEW happened to be people that like came from WWE and I'm like oh they've clearly learned so much from that place just having like a training facility um and obviously I've heard people say it's the Harvard of wrestling type of thing um and then I I wonder like what can happen with AEW if they get to that point in time where there is a facility to like and I support AEW obviously if I'm going still I I love it there love my time there of course, um, and I of course. want everybody to succeed um I just oh I try to like think back I was like what's what were my favorite matches of the night and it tends to be people who were like with WWE at some point in time and I'm just like I wonder I always want obviously because I've I've never I've been there in like little spurts, but I've never been there consistently for training. So I'm always like, I, I wonder what the training is like. So I don't mean this to turn into a seminar, but are you able to like speak to like what the training is like from like WWE and to why maybe people are able to like excel that much after they've left is that okay to ask look at you being the interviewer i like this (laughs) you're saying well um oh 100 100 i talked about this a little bit when i first when lars was here hi lars he's in europe um when when lars and dennis interviewed me last year um, we started really talking about psychology and different things. And I talked about my time at the performance center. I got to coach with the best coaches in the world. Um, one of the reasons I ended up there, and I think I told the story is because I formed a, a bond and a relationship with William Regal. So he would mentor me as years went on. I was mentored by Harley race as well. So I've got the world's best, right. And still sometimes, you know, it's not clicking, you know, even though I, now I want to do this my way. But when I went to the performance center, I did have my own class for quite a while and I would challenge people and things, but I needed, I would always say higher learning. I would look at a match and go, okay, so I'm learning producing as well. And 
also to flip back to, if you think you know everything about this business, you don't, you know, there's plenty of people that still learn. Even, even the coaches there, like, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you one day, I'm not going to say here, I'll tell you one day when we train, like I came up with something one day and I posed the question to Fit Finley and I thought he was just, cause he's very stern and he walked away and he came back. And when class started and I was coaching with him, he said, he says something here that he's, and I think is really good. I went, holy shit. He thought that was good. And it it's just thinking outside the box. It's, um, there is a structure to things. I think it's also being coachable. When you go there at the performance center, I mean, the idea is you have to be coachable and you have the best coaches. Uh, you call it the Harvard. I sometimes might even say it's like, and I can see where that comes from. It's Harvard as far as the caliber of coaches. It's also kind of a junior college where you get a little bit of this class, a little bit of this class. Like you move around a lot, month to month. It could be half a month. Go work with this person. You're working with Steve Carino, who has a different feel for wrestling. And Carino's wrestled in Japan more so than I ever did. Like he was going week to week to week to week. But he's so humble, but so giving with his advice. We've coached together. We had a great time coaching where we came up with different things and different drills. Um, Robbie Brookside breaks someone in. They don't like that term anymore. We don't say break, break them in. We train them you know like all right well whatever you want to call because that sounds too old school and mean and rough but robbie has his flavor of he ran a school at another at, you know in europe and he would be my i think maybe even germany but he's wrestled over there and he knows how to deal with newbies coming in and he has the patience for it but you're taught some structure and you're taught tv wrestling is a different animal than independent wrestling um, so getting that structure from TV wrestling, that's exactly where more so a story comes from than anything. Um, when I was wrestling and I had a short stint in TNA, I had no idea how to work TV. And Regal will say this too. I don't know how to take my match and put it into three minutes. Cause Regal's like, I, I had to, I, I'm lost. I like a crowd. I like give me eight to 10 at bare minimum where I can get my character over, get them to buy into me so on and so forth, but to get something done in three minutes, rough. And that happens a lot to a lot of people. Um, I, I think it's more so what you talked about, like understanding that this has to be a story of some sort in any way, shape or form. What is the end result? And when you have a coach like Terry Taylor there, he trains differently than Fit Finley, who comes from a different era, um, different area and era. They, they kind of lined up together, but Terry worked the territories back in the day. Terry has worked the world heavyweight champion when that championship meant something when there was a, not that it doesn't mean something, but you understand when there was a traveling champion that went town to town, he worked that guy. He worked the Ric Flair back for 60 minutes. He worked all the guys when you, he went back town to town every week to work television where you have to tell a different story and advance your thinking. I have a sheet that I'll let you in on and he'd hate if I, you know, <laughs> but he has some secrets too. I looked at him one day and this is, I've always been, I've always gotten along with the old timers from the day I started. It's just, it's just kind of in my nature. It's, you know, being respectful, shutting your mouth for a little bit, listening a little um, and taking advice. But I also ask advice. That's the hardest part, asking advice from the right people. And I would ask him, Terry, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? Like, I'm not too good to not learn. Um, or Norman Smiley of all, you know, you will see people come back to Norman Smiley. 
Um, pulling the curtain back, Charlotte Flair's getting back in the ring. She's in class with Norman. Hey, Norman, when's your class? I know she messages him. She'll message him, and then Charlotte Flair will pop up in class with newbies. So those newbies are like, oh, my God, Charlotte Flair. And Charlotte Flair's like, get in the ring. Let's wrestle. Right. And then she'll sit and talk to Norman's there all day long, ready to answer questions. And Norman's got his own experience. Like, he's a he's a, a legit shooter, could hurt you, but he's wrestled in Mexico. So he understands the flavor of a Lucha, Lucha Libre and how to mesh that. And now he's worked so much TV with American wrestling and blending it all together. So I know I'm just throwing a bunch at you, but it's – I think it's truly being coachable and coming out with coming from that experience. I'm a better coach a hundred percent. Like we talked about it and I don't work there anymore, but I'd be a fool to say I didn't learn anything from these people. I still keep in touch with some of them, of course, because just because I don't work there doesn't mean I didn't make a bond in a relationship, but how they helped me advance my coaching. Like I still learn. Like I think you, I, I brought it up the other day, going to different schools, like, um, the training we did was a bit antiquated. Like we, sh we stress structure of a match and things like that. You don't do this, you do that, you know? Um, but like roles and things like that, like, like calisthenics, like different type of warm up drills and things so much more advanced nowadays. Um, but as far as like coaching or looking, be being an armchair quarterback. And I say this with the, the most heartfelt like notion is that, I love coaching more than I love wrestling, than I love actually being in ring. It pain, like I wrestle a little bit now and then, but I don't, I really don't want to anymore. I love giving someone the keys, like trying to give them the keys to the vehicle and watching them drive it and just doing the most awesome things with said vehicle. Like it makes my heart happy. It makes my heart happy to suggest a match and it comes off the way it is. It makes my heart happy to say, try this in your match for me. And then, to work out with them, you know, to, to see like, okay, give this a shot for me and see if this works, you know, and it, and it's, it's just taught me a lot being there, like how to deal with the, you know, with, with different talents, different personalities. Um, but ultimately to answer your question, as I've babbled so much, it got, comes back down to being coachable and being able to adapt and listen to the people that came before you, you know, Shawn Michaels idea of wrestling might be a little bit different than one of the other coaches. Um, so again, that's where you're like, okay, who do I listen to? What I, what am I doing? You know, um, I would often say when I had a match for someone, who's your coach? I'm with coach Terry. Okay. Well, I know what Terry wants. Don't do this. Don't do that. I know what, cause you're going to have to sit in skull session with Terry. He's like, what's that? Why'd you do that? Why did you, you know, he has a bit of a different philosophy for, you know? Yeah. So I hope that answered your question as I babbled and rambled. Yeah. Listen, uh, I, we've got a few more minutes left, Kylie, and I have to ask you maybe a real journalistic type question here before we end the show, since we've had fun. You mentioned being pregnant. Have you thought about how your career is going to be after the pregnancy? Do you, Is your game plan the same before as where you want your trajectory of your career? Very good question. And again, I might not have a realistic answer for you. <laughs> um, and I apologize if my internet cuts out again, because it was starting to again. But um, as far as the pregnancy, I'm, again, this is my first time giving birth. So I think I was a little naive um, shooting for 
you know, two months recovery time. <laughs> I'm hearing it's more like six months. Um, and, uh, to, well, I, I know I still want to wrestle. Um, I still go to training um, at least once a week and get in and do the warm ups and the drills that I'm able to do. I don't um, necessarily do any spots or drills with other people. Um, and, and that's because accidents can happen. Um, you know, God forbid something horrible, horrible happens where, um, so I, I don't do, I, I definitely limit to what I'm able to do. And that'll probably even decrease even more once, you know, I, my belly's out to here and I can't do a forward roll anymore, <laughs> but, uh, I believe, uh, in training, uh, consistently. Cause I think that if you don't use it, you lose it, uh, no matter how long you've been doing anything. Uh, so I'm trying to not lose too much throughout the pregnancy, if that makes sense. Uh, I'm really holding on to that set drill. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know I'm like, um, so we'll see. So I, I would love to just keep having fun and growing and learning and trying to, um, I don't want to say correct mistakes, but learn from my mistakes that I've made. Um, and I can't predict the future. So whatever happens, happens, but I know I still love wrestling and I probably always will. Um, so I want to continue doing this as long as I can. Uh, I'm, initially said I would like to be back working matches in January, but again, I'm hearing that that's not possible. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm, I'm shoot, shooting for April of 2024. Um, and, you know, maybe just baby steps into like whatever happens from there. But uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I I know I'm also, I don't know if this is okay to say, I feel like I'm a little bit of a, I don't want to say liability, but I know I need to be um, better at, let's say, reaching out if I need help or if I'm overwhelmed. Um, so one of my biggest things that I want to continue is keeping um, certain things in place for if I ever am going through one of my down periods, we'll say. So um, I will say this, that I am over 20 months sober now and uh, consistently going to th thank you so much. <laughs> um, yeah, it, that's that's something that I've, I've always kind of struggled with throughout my life. So continuing my sobriety um, and then also uh, I go to therapy every other week. So continuing that as well, it's really helped me. Um, I will be honest, if, like if this was a year ago, I don't know if I would have like been able to hop on a call with y'all. So that's how much like my anxiety would like really affect me. Um, but it's, we're here. So that's, <laughs> that's progress, right? So just like progressing every day. And um, I know that's outside of wrestling, but I promise it, for me, it ties into wrestling because <laughs> Um, I tend to put way too much pressure on myself <laughs> and think it's the end of the world. If some, like, it's not, it's like you said, it's just wrestling. <laughs> um, so like, 
being able to be mentally good, you say? That is the one of the major advances in life in general, I think. I mean, I've had this conversation, he wouldn't mind me saying it, uh, with Adam Pierce. Uh, his grandmother passed away. And just as men, we're taught as men to be stern. Like, it's, it's we're a couple of months out of that. But as men, we're taught to be stern and not cry and blah, blah, blah. And like, that's such BS. Like, we have to feel, we have to let these emotions out. And that's just so antiquated. Or to talk to somebody, not just a friend, somebody that is unbiased just someone that is not a part of your life to just let these things out that you don't feel like you're being judged and no that's awesome that's very awesome like congratulations on sobriety as well yeah like um that's just an awesome thing to hear but taking care of yourself and i can tell you that things like at like the performance center different things they have sports psychologists that come in and talk to you because these are real things you know as high-end athletes as we are whether it's on an independent level or just, I mean, just life in general, like there's a lot of things that come crashing down and no, I applaud you. That's so awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was, I will say it was a lot easier to numb the pain with, <laughs> of course. but like now I, I feel like um, being able to feel what we feel has helped me grow. And also um, it's, it's much better in the long term. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think we should all like be a good support system for, for everyone. And obviously like, that's one thing that I, I thought where I was like, I can't reach out. I can't let people know that like, I'm, you know, feeling this way or that way. And it's like, there, there's so many people that like, you know, we care about each other. They'll be there. And, and I'm like, they're probably going through the same thing or have already gone through it. So they'll be able to help you out of it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> now, Ace, quick question. After the podcast, we told me where babies come from. <laughs> <laughs> just, just wondering. The sky. Okay. Yeah. The, the, sky, the does bring them, right? in. All right, good. I was just. Kylie Ray rolls up and a baby comes out. Two quarter rolls, a right and a left, and there it is. I hope it's that easy. I really do. I hope for your sake too. Yeah. As a guy who's been in a room when the child has been birthed, I had fun. So you'll be all right. Yeah, I did. I did great. I don't. You would do it again in a heartbeat, right? Oh. It's easy. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it wasn't bad at all for me. The TV was on. You know, I had to ask the ex-wife to be quiet a few times because I couldn't hear the TV. But after all that stuff, you know, she was happy and yeah. But let's <laughs> wrap. That, that yeah. Kylie is how you do a heel turn right there. <laughs> <laughs> With you a think smile. you're a baby face, right? But really, we can see. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this is the best one. Right? When um, I'm 24 hours into labor, I'm probably going to curse you, Dennis. I, I hope you do. I Dennis hope you remember me. <laughs> Most people have done this podcast, have met me in person, and don't even know my name. So the fact that you just really remembered it, even though it's probably on the Zoom and you could read it, <laughs> I'll take it. I'm not even – I'm happy. Kylie Ray knows my name, guys. I need it now. Uh, but listen, we've not even gotten to probably a thousand questions we had for you because this has been so fun and exciting and easy and relaxing. And 
I, I can't say enough nice things. I love hearing how you've come back and, and you're a better version of yourself and you love what you're doing now. And, you know, if anybody out on the internet has anything bad to say, fuck them. Because you know what? You, I'm sorry. Fuck them. You are a generally nice, amazing person. Uh, this has been something I've been excited for. And I mean, Ace, you've done these shows with me before. I don't ever fanboy out for someone like this, except for Ace. I did fanboy no. out for Ace. <laughs> right. I did. I was... He's lying. He's lying. <laughs> He's lying. But you are <laughs> you are one of these people that, you know, whether you admit it or, or know it or not, a lot of people are rooting for you. So people love you. And I am one of them. So huge fan. So thank you for doing this. Thank you. And my hormones can't handle this. So thank you. Oh, no, I've got more. I had this whole like, I was going to hold up signs and, you know, but (laughs) now that I know you're pregnant and have a husband, I'm out. I'm tapping. That's the end of this podcast. Ace. I'll cry afterwards. Yeah. I I thank you because when they asked me to do this, like, and I even coming to you, I was like, I hope I don't seem weird about this, but I met you and I've liked your work for so long. Uh, I will go out of my way if I like looking for searching and I hear you did a, there was a good match or just to watch you in something. I'm like, I, I like to see talented people beyond that. I've heard that you're a good person and I've met you. And now I know that in our two week friendship, um, <laughs> But thank you so much. Like, th- this is exactly the conversation I wanted. I had, again, I had softball questions. I didn't even get to half of them because I'd rather, I just felt like the conversation would just flow. And this makes it so much easier for me as I'm filling in as host. But it's just so fun. I'd rather have it be easy and just just let let the emotions flow. Talk about important things. Please continue wrestling. Please continue to be an inspiration for people. P- please continue training because you do it properly. You guys lead people in, you know, like it's, it's just such a good thing. And especially in our business, there's a lot of rotten people that do things in this business. And it's, we need a good community of people that do things. It seems like they're even, even still it's few and far between to find good people that are around this, that I really would like to associate with, as opposed to, yeah, great. There's that person again in the hallway. Oh, hi. You know, like, I said this before, and I looked at the, the, the class at freelance, and I'll say this at hybrid because they're all new people. Um, the circle will get smaller as time goes on, and you see who really cares about you. And myself, you know, with recent times, you see how small that circle is, and you see the ones that are the real ones that are tight with you and that care about you. And uh, well, you're a person to care about. So thank you very much. Where can people find you online? I mean, I would love to have ended the podcast on that line because that was the most amazing, heartfelt thing. But now we at least <laughs> oh. got to ask people to follow you. So um, take, take you out of that yeah. moment for a second. <laughs> Good, because the eyes are welling up right now. <laughs> um, so Me, Ace and I had a bet of who could make you cry first. So I know, you I'm had like, these speeches all <laughs> in my it could have been the worst interview we would have said the same exact things and just to see who can make you cry and i owe you five bucks what to say no i I I just thank you both so much it was seriously it was 100 felt natural organic i i i'm awkward and i have a tendency to put my awkwardness on other people and it didn't feel like that at all so i can't 
it was wonderful. And I feel like I learned a lot from both of you too. Not And obviously <laughs> I asked some like training questions. So uh, thank you for answering Ace. But um, again, I also, um, I hope you come back and I hope to meet you in person, Dennis. And um, as far as uh, online, uh, I do have, I still have the Kylie Ray Twitter. So it's at I am Kylie Ray. And then Instagram, um, it's just my personal one. So I don't, so just, Twitter. <laughs> there you go. Twitter baby pictures. Twitter, yes. Lots of baby pictures coming up. And Ace, where do people follow you? Uh, Ace is a steal. On I pretty much, I don't really go to Twitter very much. It just is what it is. Uh, I'm on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, the cesspool. And there is a Facebook. I just obligatory have the Facebook because it's, you know, that not just the personal, but you know, I have. I, if you go come to my personal, you're coming the wrong place. Um, <laughs> I, I think it says "go away" on the header, just to everybody. So I'm pretty standoffish there. But no, Aces of Steel on Instagram. I just post fun stuff. My dogs and wrestling. So, all right, look, this week's wrestling perspective. Uh, perspective. There we go. I got it out. I'm all choked up because of the great <laughs> moment. Yeah. But look, great one. We'll say our goodbyes off the air. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, have a good night. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.